Hi, this is Bernie Torrance. And I'm Carol Yoder, and we'd like to invite you to our program called Living Stones. It's time to move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Remember, God doesn't waste anything. You're created to be a believer, walking in wisdom and values. Well, Carol, I am so excited today because I'm going to take you back into a time capsule and you're going to meet one of the people that um, we discovered and then we watch develop in, in the same identical system that we are using now around the world. It's values-based leadership, we call it now. And this is my friend from Youngstown, Ohio, Sharon Bronstein. You wanna say hi to everyone, Sharon? Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> hi, Sharon. It's so nice to meet you. And I was just having oh. just such a great time as we were talking before we pushed record. But Bernie's talking about when he says, we, you're talking about the team yes. that you worked with at the Mini Merchant, yes. the guys that we have recorded on yes. our podcast, and this is a woman that was part of that team you oh guys my. raised up. You know, because right now our message is hope, Carol, and, and we're living in a time when hope is, is it's a commodity. I mean, my, my goodness, with my children and grandchildren, it's like I can't imagine how dark it seems this last year, year and a half for them and their futures. And, and that's what we did. I mean, the, the wonderful thing about the business that really formed Lared and, and Global Priority and was this story, this saga of a magazine with pictures of homes in it that we began in Canton, Ohio. It was called the Realtors Home Journal. Then we had the approval to grow. So we went into Akron. We bought a company in Cleveland, and then we opened Youngstown, Ohio. So Sharon represents the time that the, the guys could no longer do it, and now we had to hire people that we could put our DNA, let's use that, into. And I got to tell you something, Sharon has my DNA. <laughs> is that what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, this is so interesting because we say God doesn't waste anything yes. and that our lives are built precept upon precept. Yes. But, you know, when you when when you talk about that, you took this method that of building oh. people into the world, into the ministry that we now do, but but we can look back and yes. see. And Sharon, in talking to you, you were just talking about how you were you were grown and how you came into this business. And I want to I want you to tell our listeners this story because it's just a great story. But where you were in your life when you met Bernie? Well, I was going through, I, I can't remember if I was all the way through or not, but I was just getting divorced and I had four kids and my youngest was two years old and I had worked for the um, uh, Youngstown Sheet and Tube Company prior to being married uh, and before I got divorced, I was a stay-at-home mom. All of a sudden, it was like, what am I going to do? I'm divorced and I've got the responsibility of these kids and um 
I don't I don't have a college education and the steel mill was gone. I didn't have a job to go back to. And so I just happened to be at a girlfriend's on a Sunday, picked up a newspaper, saw an ad for this job. And I really wasn't quite sure what it was, something to do with publishing. And uh, said to call the next day from nine to twelve. I called. For all three hours, it was busy, 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 and the last minute to 12 o'clock, the phone answered, and I was told I could meet somebody the next day at a local restaurant near my home, and I was kind of leery. I thought, boy, this is a strange interview <laughs> at a restaurant. I'm wondering if I'm going to get breakfast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So I, I go to this restaurant, and here sits this man who happened to be Bernie Torrance, and we talked and we talked, and I guess he was telling me about the job, but I don't know. I, I it was nothing much was sinking in other than he said, "Could you come to a meeting tomorrow morning?" It was at this uh, hotel, and again, here we go from a restaurant. Now we're going to a hotel. <laughs> I'm just not sure what this is all about. But I ran out. I had no business clothes. I ran to Penny's. I got myself a little wraparound skirt with a matching purple blouse and a bow and I had my boots on and I went to this meeting and uh, Bernie was introducing I think Ernie Blood and some other people with the comp- his company and he called me up and here it was all these realtors were there and Bernie introduced me as the new area manager <laughs> of the Holmes magazine in Youngstown. Well I didn't know he even hired me <laughs> and I'm all of a sudden, I had a job. Oh, and I remember I came home, and my mom was, I think they're on a little vacation, my mother and my stepdad. And I called my mom, and I said, Mom, I got a job. I got it all by myself. I went on this interview, and, and I went to this meeting, and I, I and I got this job. And, and my mother said, well, what is it? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a job. And... Um, so it, it just evolved from there. Then I realized I was going to be doing this uh, magazine, working with the realtors. And um, and I sh- should share now, I guess, that I was really down in the dumps. I had no self-esteem. I was scared to death, you know, being by myself with these kids. And I had remembered laying on the floor at my mom's in my mom's living room. And I said, I can't do this. I just can't take on these kids and I just can't do it and my mother said oh yes you can she said you just get up and you get out there and you do it and so the first thing that I got from the guys from Bernie is Bernie gave me a business card and there was my name and see when I talk about it I I start to cry but um, he gave me this business card there was my name and all capital letters with this title underneath it and it saved me it like gave me a purpose it gave me um it brought back my self-esteem i just felt so like i was really somebody and i was so important i'd never had a business card in my life and um everything started i think really from that business card and Bernie, this, you know, when that was in the 80s, yeah. you guys were in the real estate yeah. uh, marketing business. And it was bad. You know, it was yeah. hopeless times. And in Youngstown, the steel mills had shut down and, and they called it the Rust Belt. Like we talk about Rust Belt now. Sharon was living that. And the, yeah. real, and the realtors over there, 
they when you have a real estate listing, well, the the turnaround time is thirty days, or now it's it's days. That's what they'll say. But in those days, it could be a year and a half that oh, you yeah. would have a listing because wow. nothing was selling. Hope no. had stopped. It was hopeless, and then. That's what was amazing is that we got the call, can you help us because the the price of advertising is going up in the newspaper and we've heard that you guys have a system. And that's what took place. So so we talk now, you hear the stories of how, you know, 55 magazines a country across the United States and right. Sharon was part of all of that miracle and here's the miracle to us then is that we needed a manager that we couldn't buy an office for. I mean, my goodness, and most of them use their own phones. I think I got you a phone, didn't I, Sharon? That was a big Well, thing. you put, at the time, a phone in my home because when I would be working, um, if I got phone calls from the realtors, they could be call forwarded to the office. Mm -hmm. And where I lived in Boardman, we didn't have call forwarding. So you got me this phone from a neighboring community that had it and had it in my home. And... Um, uh, you know, but we at that point where there were no cell phones, you know, we were out yes. if we were out on the road, we were at, at the phone booth yeah. making phone calls, you know, but um, yeah, just had that nice and was great, too, with the kids because I had my little own phone to use while the kids could use my home phone. Yeah. So but, our, uh, our needs, I mean, both, you know, we needed each other and that's it's uh -huh. the same climate we have today, Carol. Right. Our, our music that you hear, uh, Sharon, when the podcast is on, it says move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. And, and when I talked to you the other day, I thought, oh, my goodness, because your career then, you know, within two months because of Ernie's work ethic, I mean, that's what happened. We, we grew so fast, and then what we did was we said, okay, Sharon is the model. How do we get people that function like Sharon? And in many cases, they were single moms. In many cases, yeah. uh, and almost everybody had a story. Uh, and the sure. thing was, they found themselves, they found an identity that is the same thing, Carol, that, that we're trying to get in recovery. We're trying to tell people, man, you have potential. It's, it's, right. and when I think of her, she, we sold the company then, um, uh, within 10 years, she was 10 years with us, but then she ran an executive director for the board of realtors that we sold to. That was the meeting we had. She ends up being the executive director for 25 years, 24 years after that. So so the That's arc amazing. of this story, Carol, is yeah. uh, I thought for anybody listening to our podcast, this is not a philosophy. This stuff just works because people find themselves when we create an environment for that growth. Yeah, that's so yep. true. And just that's what we're saying is even now this this book that yep. we've interviewed this team yep. of guys who are pillars and the people around them that helped grow a business, yes, but really you were in the people growing business. Grew people, exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Sharon was mentioning some of them, you know, as we were talking because it was, uh, uh, we, we did interviews with uh, Ernie, Denny, Johnny, and uh, Bob Harmelink, and I, I just would love from your perspective, Sharon, when I say the word John Schrock, because most of our listeners, they get a, a podcast from him once a week, but, but how would you describe John Schrock from, from your 2020 vision looking at the company from the outside in? 
Well, he, I believe he was a true believer. I, I always thought of him as a very strong man, and and he was a he was just a leader, and you know he was head of the company as I knew it at the time, you know, yeah. and um, uh, but he he had you know you guys I knew five of you guys very closely, and you all just had this vision, and um, you know, but it was it came from your heart. It came from you, you just so believed in what you were doing and it so rubbed off on us that um, those of us that were working for you wanted to make a success and and help you fulfill the dreams that you had you know Bernie uh, this is this is a powerful thought and today when people are so working from home yes. they're disconnected mm-hmm. how do you think? How do you think you build that today in a team where you guys, you were, well, you were spread out in, you know, different cities, people in different, how did you accomplish that then? And how does that translate to where people are today? When you watch my style, Carol, even to this day, our, our week was decided for us. So when I, I didn't tell Sharon a whole lot about what she was going to do, but I knew on Monday and Tuesday what she was going to do. I knew we're going to pick up ads. If we're going to come in, we're going to have a graphics day. Uh, We're going to take that paper to the printer and then we're going to distribute and she's going to be in charge of all of the spokes to that. So it begins with the plan. That's what Dennis Gravel was talking about. It began with a plan in mind. And then the beauty was she could do it, let's use the word today, virtually. Remotely. She did it remotely. We didn't even know that until Sharon Bronstein's house because we were renting offices. And we thought, man, look, look what we can do to develop people if we're not putting it in real estate. You know, know, when you were just saying just real quick about houses, you know, the realtors and there were 700 realtors in the area, but they would actually drop off their ads for the homes magazine. They'd bring them to my house. If I'd go to their offices and they weren't there, they'd just come to my house and they'd drop them off in my house became basically like an office for the homes magazine. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just a great thing to do because I could be home. I could be with my kids too. And, and the guys that I, you know, would allow me to take my youngest daughter with me when I was driving around picking up ads and I didn't have to put her in daycare. And, you know, so much of the job was just perfect for me and my situation. At what point, Sharon, you know, Bernie mentioned that you're, you represent hope. At what point did you feel that tipping point from being hopeless to hopeful? I know when you got your business card, but into the process, when did that start to change for you? Like, I can do this and I have a future and I have a hope. Yeah, well, you know, I think, again, the the business card was so powerful because I just felt like I was this important person and I had this purpose and and I I have always been um you know I I give 110 percent if I'm going to do something and um the job was just fun and today if you can really get up and go to work and, and look forward to going to work and and having fun so many people hate having to go to work that job was fun and and I, I all of a sudden i went out and i was meeting all of these realtors i didn't know them i i, I didn't know anything really about even about real estate and um 
I was meeting so many people. I was offering a service to them. And these people first became my friends and then they were like my family you know i took care of them took care of their ads and and and, and it just it gave me such a purpose in life i it was just a it was just a blessing it was a wonderful thing to happen to my life yeah um, we know words today like tier one providers and stuff that's what happened with the realtors we we were designed by realtors for realtors and and that was the beauty is that we were there was an unspoken need that real estate was spending all of this money on advertising and advertising didn't work that's what happened and you know you think of that today with image advertising because uh, Sharon, Sharon was part of the whole movement of remember the terms image, ego, and results, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, and so we were the first to do agent advertising, where uh, there were not enough listings, and so we began advertising agents. And Youngstown was the place that was a monthly magazine, and it started with twenty uh, some pages. How big did that magazine end up, Sharon? Oh, it was. I think it was three hundred and some pages, oh wasn't it? It was a full book. I mean, book. it went into a perfect bound book. Yes. Remember, yeah, we had to perfect course. bind it. Yes, of course. Um, I don't know if the, I just remember real quick. There was a realtor that was right almost in my backyard, and he wasn't in the magazine, so I had to make a cold call. Well, it was my first cold call in sales and I went into his office oh it was just terrible he kicked me out of his office and I came home and I thought oh that's it I'm done I can't do this again and so the next day I was like okay I gotta try this other guy and I went down and his name was Larry Handel and I went to Larry's office and he just welcomed me and he said you know no one has come by to ask me to advertise I want to advertise in that book and it was like okay I could do this now I went from somebody who was so nasty yes. to somebody who was so kind yes. that it was just I mean I had no sales experience uh, nothing but I just I can't explain any more than it was just a wonderful opportunity for me when you think of uh, Bobby because Bob's in the pillar of generosity as we talk about him here. But what did you see in Bob Harmerling that was a, a unique character quality? Al, I just loved Bob. I mean, he was, he was just a kind, sweet, honest, uh, just, I always just remember Bob with the big smile. I mean, I haven't seen Bob Harmelink for, oh my gosh, how many years, Bernie? Yes, 30 sir. years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, he was just, he was so, um, just, he was real. He was just a real person. And um, with a big heart is how I would describe Bob Harmelink. Oh, yeah. And then Johnny Ruth was actually our manager. That's where we learned because Johnny's skill set, Carol, was not what, you know, you can't put a a square peg in a round hole and you can't put a round peg in a square hole. And uh, so we were trying to make uh, Johnny Ruth a a sales manager and that was not his gift. But then he had enough collections. And do you remember how good (laughs) he did in collections? It was amazing. Yeah, he, his his field was not being out there and selling. I mean, to me, Bob, John was just a soft-spoken, uh, more uh, valuable behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> and we and we had such competition there in uh, in Pittsburgh. When we went there, there was another company that was going to destroy us, and we we called that the Pittsburgh years. They said whatever it took, they were going to lower the price of the magazines. 
uh, <laughs> until it destroyed us. And those were really dark times. And, and, and it was all hands on deck. Sharon went down and did meetings there, developed people there. And again, we, we use the word believer, Carol, in such an amazing way. Because she, she said, we believed they be, they believed in us and they believed in the product and, and that's what we're catering to today. It's we believe in God. We just believe that He's mm-hmm. He's the factor that helps us with all of that stuff. That's what the Book of Proverbs is about. But that that believing, there's something. It's one thing to have a belief, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's another to believe. These these women were believers. Another mm-hmm. another thing that I heard you say, Sharon, that I think is so powerful is that these people became your friends, they became your family. And I remember Jerry Anderson talking about a story when he discovered, he, he talks about mm-hmm. being in car sales. Yeah. And he talks about, oh, how much money can I make? How much money can I make? And he wasn't making any money. <laughs> and how <laughs> when he changed his paradigm to, yeah. how can I help you meet your need? And it didn't become about him. It became about the customer and taking care mm-hmm. of them. And I think about how relationships work and just how beautiful those those things become that people can really feel when we when we want to help them and we're not just in it to make as much mm-hmm. money as we can or you know it's all about me but we're really about serving mm-hmm. others and that's what we do too in the kingdom oh, yeah. we just in you can do that in business it's their principles that work no matter where you apply them, that when we are serving others that they feel served and cared for, they do become family. They become our Mm -hmm. friends. And those relationships, because we're not just out to get, we're out to give something. Right, right, right. Yeah. Did you achieve more than you thought you could? When you look back on your life now, Sharon, if you were speaking to somebody going through and look at that arc. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I just never dreamed that. Um, and I think I told you the other day, too, Bernie, that, you know, as as um, hard as it was at the time and the struggle and to, to go through it all, I look back now and I think, had I not gone through that divorce, my life took a whole different turn, a whole different road direction, you know, and the people and the friends and and the experiences that I have had and have in my life now, I would have never had, had I not gone through that divorce and, and gone that direction. So, you know, now I can look back and say, Oh, it wasn't so hard at the time. I thought I wasn't going to make it, but, um, you know, the kids all grew up fine and, and, uh, you know, I never had problems with the kids or drugs or any of those types of things. And, and stuff and and you know everything did work out and and turn out and i have a very nice comfortable life now and um uh, you know i just uh, i i couldn't have asked for anything better those those um 35 years of my life ended up really being wonderful oh well you're a gift to us we're, we're going to close i'd love carol if you would uh, th- there's a spirit here that I know you feel it too. There's just yeah. there's a re, there's a redemption in lives. God can redeem, and and He's not afraid of our scars. You know, He wants yes. to bring healing to those things. And when I think of Sharon, uh, Sharon, I I close my eyes and I'm there those many years ago because it was like hope. We we're all, and man, I need a dose of that today. I just that's yeah. why I hang around the people I hang around. Read yeah. the books I read. You know, follow the principles of God that I follow. It's like, it, 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 that is the answer. Carol? 
Well, Sharon, it was so nice to meet you. And you too, uh, Carol. So good to have you. And let's just pray right now. I'm thinking about those people that are listening that need hope right now. And so, Lord, we just bring them to you. Lord, thank you that you take the hard things in our life and you forge us through them. We just look to you right now for hope. We look to you, the author of hope, the hope. You're not just bringing hope. You are the source of hope. You you are the essence of hope. And so, Lord, we just come to you, and I just bring anybody listening that needs hope today that's in a tough situation like Sharon was, and I just ask that you would bring the right people into their life, Lord, to bring hope. And, Lord, we thank you. If they're listening to this podcast, we embrace them as our family, as our friends, and we just want to inject hope today. We want to tell you that it's going to be okay, that there is a light that dawns. Uh, new mercies come with every new day. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you did say your mercies are new every morning. And we just bring these people to you. And we thank you, Lord, that you bring us hope. Please visit us at www.lored.org for more values-based leadership material. And if you've enjoyed this program, please sign up for the weekly downloads and share this podcast with your friends.